thank you everyone for rejoining us here at the Out Rock Podcast out of the main. Um, John, uh, we're going to cross the streams again today. Yeah, I guess we're dipping into the Inside Music Cast pool again, as well as dipping into the Swedish pool again. Yes, we are. So it went so well, uh, at least from our perspective with Rick and, and Eddie. Yep. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have one of their correspondents, overseas correspondents today. And since I'm the one that's always butchering the names. I'm going to let you introduce our guest today because <laughs> it's appropriate. I'm not, it's not just a cop out. Yeah. Uh, you, sir, with page 99, your project uh, on your first album, you paid something of a tribute to pages by covering Indeed. one of their songs. Yep. And today's guest put on the coolest pages tribute. And there was a lot of machinations and a lot of work went into it. And I want to share that story with our listeners. So with that as the backdrop, I'm going to shut up so you can mispronounce. Yeah, all right. Let us welcome in uh, the Sweden correspondent from Inside Music Cast. This is Michael Engstrom. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thank you so much, John and Tom. It's a great honor to be, be on your show. So thanks for having me. And um, you pronounce my name superbly yeah that was no fun well we had to put this off uh, this recording got delayed like a week so i've been practicing all week how okay. to get that right cool cool <laughs> <laughs> well before we dive in i just wanted to thank you personally um Mick or Michael, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for the Inside Music Cast work you did uh, on our August Red project. You have some very kind words to say about that. So thank you very much. And um, it shows you, I think, that Michael's got a great ear for great music. He must. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, John, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the Page 99 album, the new one. I've ordered it from, from uh, Japan, and uh, I haven't listened to it yet. Because I won't until I have the physical format in my hands. So, so I love the well. It's an old school album, so I have yeah, no problem yeah, taking the old yeah. school approach on that. <laughs> All right, good. So, uh, going way back now, just to kind of set a little bit of the uh, groundwork, uh, you grew up in a very musical family, flirted around with music yourself. Uh, it, part of your story sounds like my story, where you became a drummer and then you were too lazy to practice to get really good. Yeah, that sounds exactly that's, like me. That's but. True. Uh, that's true. Uh, you say you started growing up on Count Basie and Duke Ellington, and then it went forward and you started to discover what we know as Yacht Rock. So if you tell a little bit of that, how you became aware of uh, the what we now know as Yacht Rock. Well, I actually think it was a friend of mine. I think I might have been 15 or 16, something like that. And a friend of mine uh, who had been on a summer visit to the U.S. came back to, to, to Sweden and he bought a couple of LP albums and... 1977, I think, 78, perhaps. Uh, and one of them was Lee Rittenauer, Captain Fingers. And, you know, when I heard that album, that was a totally game changer. And uh, that was the first time I, I got introduced to to Bill Champlin, Jeff Picaro, David Foster, Mike Picaro, and all those guys. And, and uh, Graydon. And, 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 and I think also that that was actually made me a, a liner note geek. You know, I started reading the liner notes and got really mm-hmm. interested in that. So I guess that it, that is how, how, it, how it all started. And I started to chasing albums out of those names. And um, yeah, that's about it. Were there some specific names that uh, of that group that you went after and had to find everything with so-and-so's name on it? Were there certain ones? I think I started with with uh, everything with Champlin that I could find because I I, I was so mesmerized about uh, his version of "Isn't She Lovely" and of course with with Jack Jeff I knew about Toto but 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 you know that was the first time I kind of realized hey 
what what's this all about so so, so um yeah all those names you know and at what point i'm sorry at what point do you discover pages was it back then or no, was it it was later it was actually later i think it was 82 perhaps early 83 and that's that's at least uh, one and a half years after the the 1981 album uh, the the last pages album w- was released so i <laughs> i was pretty late into pages uh, well i discovered them in 2018 so okay. <laughs> you're ahead of me <laughs> cool no so I, I started backwards with with the third album and uh and then i started to to try and find the the future street and the first uh, one from 1978 and that was almost impossible in in stockholm at the time to to find those but I, I i finally did and i short story i i remember when i found the future street album at a, at a record store in stockholm i was just going through a lot of lps and all of a sudden there it was and and i remember that i <laughs> i just screamed straight out and i <laughs> i remember i i i completely froze and looked around and everyone in the store it was just standing there looking at me staring me what, what, what kind of weird guy is this and uh-huh, I, I remember yeah. I said hey I just found pages few the street anyone anyone no no <laughs> <laughs> interesting that you fell in love with this style of music with something of a background in jazz right um because two, two things that we hear a lot about west coast um AOR is one is uh, if you're going to put together a band, a cover band or a tribute band, that's not going to be an easy task because you got to find musicians that can pull off quite sophisticated stuff, yeah. not even, you know, technically and then just in terms of music theory. Yeah. And then we had the state cows on and we asked them why they gravitated towards the sound when they were creating their own original music. Mm. And they said, well, I don't know if we could do anything else. Mm. So mm. I said, well, that's a blessing. No, it's not a curse, but it's a blessing. So talk to me about how you're just, if you could put into words your love for this particular style of music and why it would lead you to say, I've got to create a tribute to this wonderful genre of music. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm a, a, I love chord progressions. I love uh, the approach of a mix of of, of, of jazz and, and, and pop and, and when that kind of blends in. And if you have some kind of elements of, I mean, R&B or whatever, but, but the jazzy progressions that I feel that, that Pages always had uh that's surely spoke to my heart when i heard that kind of music and of course i i i had all already dug into steely dan but that's perhaps a little bit different but you you have the same kind of you have the same approach there there's so much jazz at least in the later albums with 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 steely dan from from royal scam and aja and and to gaucho and all that stuff so so i guess that what was so thrilling for me with with pages and those voices. So so chord progressions. I love chords. <laughs> I would imagine though, going back to what you were just saying, Tom, because we're gonna kind of start talking about how you put this together. But the musicians that you have to find for this, and I I, I guess I immediately start thinking about the guitar player because it's not always easy to find somebody that has the subtlety, the nuance, the 
the sort of you got to do that palm muting, funky picking single note thing. You got to be jazzy, but there's times you got to be able to play the face melting solo. There's the rock side of it. Finding a musician that has that range, you know, because in this in the um, the sort of session musician era, they could bring in you know, Larry Carlton to play a jazzy lead and then maybe bring in Dan Huff, say, to blaze a solo. But now you got to pick a guy that can do both. Yeah. And, um, well, well, I don't know. Over the years, I, I, I've had the great privilege to, to get to know and get friends with a, a lot of great musicians here in Stockholm. And, and, uh, and uh, when... When this idea with the pay distribute started, uh, you know, it, it's been in my head for, for, for some years, but, but all of a sudden I, I decided, hey, why don't we try and, and give it a go? And I, I had a couple of musicians in mind uh, that I could dare to ask because, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not a musician myself, but, but I, I, I thought maybe I could approach these guys that I had in my head because I knew they had a love for pages. I knew because they, they, they grew up in it and I've listened a lot of pages as well. Not all of the, the ones there that were in the pages tribute band, but, but uh, absolutely both guitar players, they knew about pages and, 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 and love it. So, so, so it felt natural to, to approach these guys and they have a, they have a wide range of different styles that they, that they play. So, so it, it felt like the, the natural choice. To 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 pick these two guys. Did you start with guitar? I, I know the there was a, an initial guitarist, and I think you added a second later. Yeah. Did you start with guitar first, and then say, if I can get this guy, then I can maybe build a band around him? Or how did it start? Well, you know, I actually the first guy I gave a call was my good friend uh, Rob, uh, Robert Sell. Robert Sell. He plays in a great Swedish AR band. Uh, the name is uh, Work of Art. And they they actually opened for Toto two times in 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 Sweden in in 20, 2012. and uh, I knew I should call Robert because uh, he is he's a West Coast guy by heart and soul, and he he loves this genre. And uh, I gave him a, him a call. You know, I presented my idea, my thoughts about this, and and uh, he said, "Yeah, let's let's give it a go." And and I think the second guy I I called was uh, the drummer Jonathan Lundberg because he is a magnificent drummer, so versatile. He plays a lot of different styles, so musical, and and uh, he also have. I mean, he's such a technical drummer as well. So so he was the guy I had in mind. Yeah, there are some songs <laughs> that Pages have. They, they kind of sneak up on you because sometimes oh. I think of You Need a Hero and you think of uh, Who's Right, Who's Wrong. But um, man, yeah. when you check out what goes on on a track like OCOE... So that's 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 tricky stuff, but uh, I knew he would be the perfect guy. And and the funny thing with Jonathan, the drummer, is that he he wasn't familiar with with 
pages. Maybe he'd heard about them, some songs, but he wasn't familiar with the material. He didn't know what he was signing up for. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But, but, uh, yeah, because you got to cover Jeff Percaro at times, Vinnie Kelyuda at yeah. other times. I was like, holy moly. Yeah, Ralph Humphrey, Mike Baird. Yeah, yeah Mike Baird. <laughs> You'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, all right, so then you went from there to guitarist. And then at what point, uh, so mention the two guitarists that you got. And then at one point, you had to get a bass player, right? Yeah. Uh, I had a bass player in mind as well um, at the time. Uh, that I knew about, and he's also very familiar with with with, with the pages stuff, and 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 loves it, and listened a lot to it. And and uh, he actually he, his name is uh, Emil Eriksson, and he he has his twin brother Oscar Eriksson, who is a great drummer. But but uh, my thought with with Oscar was was to have him as a percussionist. So they ended up those two brothers in the band that also loves pages. So, so uh, in that case, it, it was all it was all good, and um, then then the key guy for this was was the should we say yeah the musical director. His name is Christian Kraftling. He's a magnificent keyboardist and a arranger and and write charts and uh, I mean he, he knows it all and he also. He also plays the second keyboards for for the Dirty Loops when they're out touring. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Right. and uh, many years ago he did a tribute at Fashing uh, for uh, he did a tribute with 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 the band Sea Wind with all of their yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I actually got to know Christian, and that was about 2010 or something like that. So we've been in touch since then. So, so, so uh, was the goal then to play the, the, the tunes as close as possible to the record? I mean, get all the original synth sounds as close as you can, all of that? Yeah. And Christian is great with sounds as well. So, so uh, I mean, we, we, we had a CS80 80 sounds and, and, and tried, yeah. tried to emulate as close as, 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 as possible. That, that was the goal uh, to because you know there's there's been tributes west coast tributes at at fashing uh, several times and 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 um i i think i never heard perhaps once i've heard a pages song maybe some some at some tribute they've done you need to hear or something like that but i wanted to to see could it work to do an entire pages tribute and just do as as many of the songs as possible. And so, so that was the actual idea. How many were in the set? How many songs? Ballpark. I th- oh, I think we had, was it 20 songs? I, th- I think we only left out two, two songs from the first one and two songs from Future Street. And then we did the entire third album. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I just have to mention also that then it came to to finding the vocalists as as well and 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 uh, that that was um 
I knew from the start pretty much uh, which which ones I, I I would like. But but uh, Christian and and uh, made great great suggestions because I had one guy in mind and and the second guy in mind. And uh, uh, one guy was a, a guy from the UK that actually lives in Sweden since 30 years. But, but uh, his name is Quint Starkey. And uh, oh, yeah. he's actually released two, two, his both albums on, on, yeah. on P-Vine. I'm familiar with them. Yeah. So uh, I knew about Quint, but I, I had never met with him. So uh, at the time, he had an outdoor gig during summer, every Thursday. So I went there and listened to him uh, because I got curious. I, I loved his music. And uh, while sitting there listening to his gig, uh, after the show, I approached him, presented myself and told him, hey, hey I'm my, here's my, my name is Michael, and uh, I'm thinking of doing a Pages tribute. And, oh, great, great. Uh, would you like to join? Because I think you would be great for a couple of songs for, for, from the first album. And I explained the circumstances and, and the financials, if there were any. But he said, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, just a short one. We met, we decided to have a coffee the week after. And um, he, he, he told me, yeah, I know about the, the Pages album. And uh, then, he then he told me about the cover. He described the cover for me. And I told him, yeah, Quint, that's right. But you're, you're describing the Airplay album for me. And that's not Pages. <laughs> ah, yes, that's right. <laughs> so so uh, this material were all, were, was all new to him. Most of the, of the members in the band, they, of course, knew about about Mr. Mister, of course, but right, but, but right. Pa Pages was a fairly new thing for for many of of, of the ones that that became members of the trip. I'll bet they all thank you for turning you turning yeah. them on to Pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is cool as all that is. So you track down this sort of all star band to put together yeah. specifically a Pages tribute. That that would have been cool enough. But I think the story just gets interesting from there on. Because you start reaching out, you're like, all right, I, I this was a good idea, but I'm no concert promoter, no, no, no. right? No. And you're like, but I got to see who else, how big could I make this? And so then you start reaching out even deeper into the Pages universe. Yeah, yeah. So once once I had the idea in mind and we, we, we had a couple of names for, for, for uh, the supposed band, I also wanted to make sure that, that – um, I, I I would get this endorsed from 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 pages themselves, and I have been in contact for for quite some years with both Russell Battalion and uh, Jeremy and Freddie. Russell was the original drummer of Pages, and uh, Jerry was the original bass player, and and they both played on the first two albums. Um, well, and uh, then I also have been in touch for a couple of years uh actually 10 years i think with, with george giss that was he was the manager for pages and later mr mister and at the time he was manager for for pages he was also manager for mark jordan so um i contacted George and uh, I contacted Russell and Jerry uh, to ask if they would support this. And uh, they said, yeah, sounds like a great idea. Go for it. And then I got this idea in order how to package the concert, how to, 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 to make it a special extra evening. And then I 
decided, oh, it would be great if we could get audio greetings to use during the concert. So, so uh, that's I, I got it from from Russell and I got it from Jerry, and I also got it from John Lang, who who was the lyricist for for, for Pages and later Mister Mister, and uh, then I contacted George and asked him, would it be possible f- to to perhaps reach Richard Page and Steve George, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I'll I'll contact them because I asked him, would it be possible to 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 get audio greetings from Richard Page and Steve George as well?" And uh, George responded back immediately, "Yeah, I'll for I'll, I'll forward the question to them," and uh, and uh, I did. We we got it. Oh man, cool. In, in addition to uh, one other uh, famous. Yacht rock personnel person, correct? We got a we got another one as well. We got a Jay Graydon, of course. I I reached out to 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 Jay and and he sent an audio greeting as well, telling the most amazing story. How about uh, about the uh, how the CS eighty always went out of tune, so they have <laughs> they had to stop playing for for a while and let it cool off for thirty minutes until they could could continue the the sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he can't resist telling a yeah. technical story, can he? Anytime, man. <laughs> he's amazing. He's amazing. And he's probably the only one that heard that, you yeah. know, pitch modulation. Yeah. Everyone else is fine with that. But. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then one last question on the uh, Pages universe, because yeah. I was reading some of the background that you gave me. And you even, you know, you might think you're not a concert promoter, but you were thinking sort of multi-sensory because you wanted to track down the original artwork. Yeah. I did because I wanted to make a, a front head for the bass drum with the original logo, the one that's on on the, the first album. So um, through Jerry Manfredi, who is a good friend with with the one who designed that logo, I I, I contacted her. Her name is uh, Linda S- Linda C K, um, and uh, I contacted her and and um, asked. Yeah, explained my idea and asked for the permission, and and yeah, I, I I got that as well. So I had the front front head made, a twenty-two inch front head. Nice. <laughs> yeah. How many um how many shows did you end up doing? Well, three in in total. We did uh, the first two in May. 2019 on the 25th and 26th and then we did uh, the third one on January 24th 2020 and that was just a couple of weeks before everything closed down and then you know restrictions and pandemics and, and all that yeah. so, we, so we got to do the third the third uh, show as well but but you know we've been talking about putting the band together the idea Besides, you know, the greetings and all that, I also put together a concert program uh, telling the story about how pages came about that I handed out on all the, the reserved dining tables during these concerts. And uh, I also had a friend of mine who has an amazing record store in a town called Ian Sherping outside Stockholm that specialized in AR and West Coast. And, and uh, we had a merch stand, you know, he was that, he was selling... All the pages, LPs and CDs and all other West Coast classics on, on CD and LP during these three uh, nights that we did these shows. So so we had kind of a, a cool thing going on. <laughs> but, uh, John, can we hear a little bit of it? Um, 
we could hear since you covered who's right, who's wrong. Why don't we hear a little bit of the live performance off uh, off of YouTube, if that's okay, All Michael? Right. I'm going to hit it right now. So what was the crowd reception like? So that to me sounds amazing. That sounds like, frankly, it could sound like pages. So, but talk through what was the reception? First of all, when I tried to pitch this to, to Fashing, because that was the venue I had in mind, I, I think I emailed them first in, in March or April in 2018, and I didn't get any response. So that summer in 2018, I, I, did help my friend Peter Freestead to sell CDs at a gig he did with Bill Champlin and Franco Wadal. And by coincidence, then I, I, I met with the CEO for Fashing. And um, I explained my idea. Hey, you have Bill here and I have this idea and we're appealing to the same audience. And, and um, I think this would be a great thing to do. And uh, I, w- I was quite prepared to fight and argue for, for it. But he said, yeah, sounds like great. I'll just go and get my laptop and I'll, I'll, I'll give you dates. And I was just standing there. Wow. Ooh. Was it that easy? And uh, <laughs> so, so we, got, we got the date for, for May because we early on decided if we're going to do this from, from the day we started planning, we, we, we had to plan it a little bit more than a year ahead because all of the musicians in the band, they are so um, heavy scheduled with, with, with tours and TV productions and, and, and stuff. So, so we had to do it uh, way ahead in advance with the, with the planning. Are there uh, any rumors or possibilities of uh, any future shows? I mean, with all those obstacles in the way, are you thinking about it? Yeah, I would, I would love to. But uh, I mean, we still have songs to 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 play, and and um, we have charts uh, for for the song "Love Dance." That's just an instrumental piece uh, on, on uh, that's actually faded out. Also, on the first album, we have the entire chart because that's an entire song. We 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 left out a couple of songs, so we we still have songs to do. So I would love to do that, but it's it's at this point it's it's um, it's tricky to 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 get a date on 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 fashing because because of the pandemics and and there's so many things in pipelines so so um, it's it's hard to find a place actually, and it's a big band it's it's a huge it band is. to pull together again. Would you consider the first three shows and maybe even particularly the the fashion show? Um, successes i asked you know kind of what the reception, the reception was. was amazing it was uh, simply amazing and uh i mean uh the third show we did in january that that was completely sold out the first one was almost sold out uh, the second one was on a sur- sunday it was it was 
a lot of people. <laughs> so mm. we we're very satisfied, uh, and the reception was amazing. And uh, I I remember standing on stage at the first gig, you know, presenting the evening, and uh, then I said. But in order to to get in the right mode, I, I think we could should go back to to the source itself. And I, I I told our great sound engineer Tobias to to push push the play button, and and then all of a sudden you can hear, "Hi, this is Richard Page," <laughs> and 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 to hear and and he was he was uh, he was. You know, talking about this fashion gig, it's amazing that you're doing this. Uh, and to to hear to hear the size from the audience, there was, wow, wow. <laughs> and then it was followed by, hi, this is Steve George. And, and I mean, <laughs> no, no one has heard from Steve George for such a long time. So that was amazing. I've got this picture in my head of a future show, and you're gonna you're gonna lay out all those pages tunes, and then you're gonna go off the stage, and they're gonna come back for encores. And they're going to play Broken Wings and Kyrie from <laughs> Mr. Mister and blow the doors off the place. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'll one-up you there. All I right. got an idea. Uh-huh. But, it's, but it's going to be Richard Page and Steve George come out for the encore. That would be something. Okay, even better. <laughs> even better. <laughs> that would be something. I'm with you on that. Well, just pull, pull that together if you could the next couple of months, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will. Uh, okay, thanks. Thanks for having me. I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> you better get started. Well, you mentioned at the outset, by the way, I just wanted to mention before I forget, Michael, you have not yet listened to the Page 99 album, the second one. Um, are you aware that it does feature certain personnel such as Peter Freesta and Bill Chan? Among I know, I know. Yeah, okay. And I, yes. I, I, rumor tells there is also a a a, um, a, ver, a rendition of um, Mark Jordan's "Dance with Me" from, from that the, is correct. A hole in the wall album. Right, right, right. I'm very, very interested to hear that one. I'm really looking mm. forward to that. Yeah. Well, what do you do for your next, in all seriousness, what do you do for your next big tribute? Uh, I know this was a ton of work and you're probably going to do it again, but I mean, you got the taste for this amazing, I mean, it's really what you pulled off is spectacular. It is. So will you do anything like this again? Well, there are some ideas popping up at times. I would love to do a, I would love to do a West Coast tribute like, like a, 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 um, musical journey from 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 1978 to 1983 or something like that mm-hmm. you know, presenting mm-hmm. a number of songs you know going through the the history uh, i later found out that it would have been possible at least at the last pages concert to have a you know video pre- projection back on the wall so we could have added pictures on the wall which are the I already had in mind, but you know what's extremely important to 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 say here that you know my my part in this was you know I I had the idea uh, I had a lot of enthusiasm but you know all of this what happened and these amazing three concerts is all because of the musician and and you know the vocalist and the amazing work they did and of course we did it together but but their work and their dedication and and you know just pulling this off in the way they did with their enthusiasm as well you know i owe these guys for my life because 
you know, for me, it was a very emotional moment uh, yeah. as well. But somebody's got to light the fire at some point. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, I, it, I guess. It, all those musicians will probably tell you that we would have all been still fragmented doing our own things had you not come up with this idea. Yeah. So the two do come together. Yeah, it's very important to, yeah. to know both sides. Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes the hardest part is getting that boulder moving. Yeah. yeah. It, once the boulder's moving, all the momentum, you know, kind of carries Everyone wants the to help push at that point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then so. be at the bottom of the hill saying, look what I did. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, and, and through these projects, you know, I, I, I've got friends for life and, and, uh, that's, that's another amazing thing, you know, because music knows no boundaries and no restrictions, you know, but it's, it just brings people together yep. and that's yeah. a, that's an amazing thing. Amazing. Well, yeah, thing. here we are talking from six hours, six time zones apart, right? <laughs> Come on. How about that? How yeah. about that? Well, my last question for you, Michael, is you sent us uh, video clips, as I mentioned earlier, and we heard one earlier. So I'd like to hear something else. Um, would you care to pick which song should we share with our listeners a little snippet of from the tribute? I, I really like uh, I Get It From You as a song. The Sailor song is an amazing song as well. Uh, All right, let's do the uh, Sailor song because we've talked about that song yeah. before on the podcast. So, John, how about a little of that? All right, here we go. That was the one we talked about that uh, maybe got underrated because they used the word sailor in it. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to get fooled by the word sailor on uh, the Yacht Rock rating mm -hmm. here. But, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, I love that song. Yeah. Well, thank you once again, Michael, not only for doing this tribute, but for everything you and Inside Music Cast yeah. is doing for music lovers like John and I and you know, the, it seems like the rest of the world is finally catching on, which is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. And thank you for being here today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Uh, and we uh, look forward to the next one. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your next idea is, here's a great idea for you. You could do it in, say, I don't know, Detroit, Michigan, somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We cool. got venues. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. We'll even put you up in my house right here. Yeah. In, in our, yeah, we'll yeah. put you up in. Uh, he doesn't have a CS80, though. Yeah. Actually, neither do, do I, not. but I have a virtual one. You have a word. You know, I actually saw CS80 not that long ago uh, in, in mint condition. And that was. You didn't try uh, to lift it, I hope. Uh, no, I did not. I did not. But I tried to steal the Fairlight system that was in the same room. But uh, Oh, my gosh. There's a few, uh, few thousand dollars sitting yeah. in that room. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That was amazing. All right, then maybe I'm not going to have you as my guest in my home, uh, <laughs> knowing that <laughs> you may be stealing things. No. Yeah. All right, Michael. On that note, be good. Thanks again. Thank you so Great much. Great work. Thank you so and, much. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. For sure. Thank you, guys. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow, what a great guy! What a great story! I wish I was there. All I know. three times. <laughs> oh, I'm going to uh, link to some of the YouTube videos so people can go check it out. Cause it's the only way I feel like I'm even close to experiencing what this was. It's really cool. Do you think if we really keep bugging him, he'll do it again? It sounded like he was coming to Detroit. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, cool. Well, I guess that leaves us with nothing else but a lightning round. What do you think about doing something a little different at the beginning of this lightning round? Okay. How so? Uh, sort of including uh, Michael virtually, he brought up an artist uh, that he thought we should listen to and include. I'm going to tee up the artist, and you get to pick the song. Okay. It's a collaboration, or a collab, as the kids say. Yes. So he mentioned a lot of artists, but one of which in particular uh, we were somewhat familiar with. So what should we play from Quint Starkey? Hmm, well, let's go. Well, his latest release is a single from 2020 and it is called endless summer yeah and neither of us want summer to end so let's play a little of that he did it uh quinn starkey and julie wiegand doing endless summer That's nice and smooth. It's very, it, it kind of almost reminds me of uh, uh, Sunshine uh, Melody. Ooh. It does. Yes. You're referring to the August Red Classic, I presume. All right. Well, enough plugging away uh, our own stuff. Right. Shall we move on to the official lightning round? We shall. You want to go first? Uh, I should because it's the only song probably in this entire lightning round that has nothing to do with today's episode. Okay. You've been dying to get this one out there, huh? Well, I heard it, and it's possible that you introduced me to it for the very first time because I think you used this song as a buried treasure. Um, But I heard it recently, and it just in the context of all of our conversations about Proto Yacht, um, I noticed that Little River Band has nothing certified. Well, Reminiscent, Um, right? Reminiscent has to be, or is it? Yeah, that even. No. Really? Oh, well, it is. It's 51.75. Oh, I'm sorry. Barely. I was looking at J- JD's 48, but yeah, yeah, 51.75, which reminds me, that's the song I'm, well, when we talked about Proto Yacht, I mentioned Lady, and for some reason that song came out. I was thinking of reminiscing sounds Proto Yacht to me. Oh, okay. Even though it's 1978, it just feels more primitive, uh, but you definitely hear that bounce. Anyway. Okay. That notwithstanding, I heard a song uh, again, and, and I think you introduced me to it, but I heard it recently. I'm like, this is Little River Band, and this is Yachty through and through and through. It's a song called By My Side. Let's hear it. I don't know why at night I just can't sleep. I don't know why sometimes I get tired of the beat and I don't often see the light as it shines. question is, does it float my boat? Um, that is the question. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd describe that as what could be a long-lost Ambrosia tune. Yes. And not only does it float my boat, I'm all in on the idea that that ought to be certified because there are so many elements on there. It proves 
that Little River Band is a very sophisticated band. It, to lump them in with like Laurel Canyon-y, West Coast sort of strum rock stuff with big harmonies, that's not really what they are. They're far more sophisticated than that. Now, to be clear, that song was not rated, so it's right. not like it's not, but it's, if it were rated, I got to believe. That sounds so yachty to me. I know, and it's even got like the long um, fade Steely Dan type <laughs> at the end where it's just kind of chilling a little bit of guitar lead, but no one's trying too hard. It's it's right in that whole mold. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get us back on track. I'm, I'm going to guess that you have a, uh, a relevant lightning round. Relevant to Sweden and relevant to 2022. Uh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't talk Sweden without going back to the uh, state cow as well. And they recently put out an album called High and Dry from 2022. They uh, kind of previewed it with a series of singles. Then the album dropped. And one of the songs on there strikes me as very, very pages-y, if that's even a word, sounding. It's got the, what I call the, the cheesy synth horn line in the intro. Mm-hmm. It's got the groove. This feels like pages to me, and this is State Cow's Emily. I will give you two yeses on that song. One for floating the boat, and what's the other one for? Y- yes, it floats my boat. Yes, it sounds exactly like it, Pages inspired. <laughs> I know, and uh, you even got that like that layered piano, the the grand piano layered with the Rhodes, and that's definitely that Jay Graydon E Rhodes uh, sample. I know that they're oh, yeah. big on that, and that's exactly what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah, well done, <laughs> and well done to the state cows. Very <laughs> good tune. All right, buried treasure. Got to be a Pages tune. So I looked uh, high and wide trying to find a good Pages song. Imagine it didn't take me long, right? Right. Uh, I I picked one from 1981. So this is the album that uh, Jay Graydon produced. He's one of the co-writers on it. Personnel for this one is Steuben House on bass, Mike Baird on drums, Graydon on guitar. It's probably more of a smooth West Coasty thing, almost similar to that Quint Starkey tune than it is really yachty. It's kind of that, maybe even that Terrence Boylan sound, but uh, this is one of my favorites, and it's called Only a Dreamer. There's a great night And it's waking up here. How long can I make it down this lonely road Such a sad night I can't Ooh, that's nice. The first thing that pops off to me at that on that number is uh, just the, the recording quality. So good. Yeah. It's a buried treasure from a buried treasure of a band, really, you know, because that's even a deep cut for a deep cut band. Yeah. Well, which is a good segue to my buried treasure, okay. which is for the more maybe casual and less educated Yacht Rock fans, maybe the, the beginners among us. I mentioned uh, when we had Michael on that I didn't even know who pages were until maybe 2018 mm-hmm. or whenever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go a little less deep cut, but uh, deeper than um, who's right, who's wrong. And this is a tune. Um, so you know what it is. It's if I saw you again. But before you play it, and by the way, uh, well, play two snippets. Give us the intro. Mm-hmm. 
was your cheesy sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was but, on my uh, one bar wonders. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. So, but the buried treasure within the buried treasure is at about, uh, I don't know, two minutes and five seconds or so. Play a little of the run up to there's this, it gets to the solo part. And I love how the whole song changes modality. It, the, there's a key change. There's a rhythm change. Everything changes, and it's just a buried treasure. You're like, where did this come from? Oh, it's like a, a cool breeze on a hot summer day. Hit it. Nothing like a wire choir guitar solo, man. Yes. And that is a fellow by the name of Peter Leinheiser doing that. Mm. And uh, interesting personnel note, uh, Dave Grusin arranged uh, the strings. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Interesting. So that was that era, though, before, you know, when he said it was the original J- John Lang. Yeah, like writing. a five-piece band. Yeah, Exactly. So, okay. oh, man, isn't that part cool, though? Yeah. Very treasure. Very nice. Very nice. It has that Yachty bass underneath it, too. It's uh, totally this. Yep. All right. Well, um, is that my turn then to go off the map, correct? Way off the map, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm going to beat you to it. Oh, uh, and there are a number of songs by this artist. He mentioned uh, that uh, a couple of the personnel he got together were from a band called Work of Art. Mm-hmm. New to me. Uh, but he mentioned that they opened for Toto, which makes perfect sense to me. Because to me, I've had a, just a quick cursory review of their catalog and it sounds to me like it it could be post yacht toto is that was that your impression sort yeah of like yeah maybe, definitely mid to late like 80s the, the rock inside of the later era toto right yeah so i'm gonna pick a song i could have picked any number of them because they're really good and excellent recording excellent musicianship here's off of their 2011 album uh, a really nice tune called once again You know, there's stories out there that says that uh, at one point Richard Page was offered the lead vocal spot in Toto after Bobby Kimball left. So that might be a little bit of what that would sound like, because that guy does have some Richard Page in his voice. Yeah, but he's singing up in that Bobby Kimball range, kind of, you know, indeed, the melody Indeed, line. Yeah, you're hearing that Toto, though, through and through. Yeah, well, I can uh, possibly out-Toto you because I, too, had a work of art song. Uh, I found out about these guys probably 2010, something like that, um, long before I'd really connected it to all of this West Coast stuff. It's just they sounded like Toto to me. Uh, but one of my favorites, this one came out in 2019, and I'm going to hit you with, I think, is a super totally sounding song. And this is called Be the Believer. Yes, you, you've seen my Toto and you've raised me a Toto. Yeah, maybe half a notch, but... Uh, half a Toto? Yeah. yeah. That's a toe. 
<laughs> uh, they uh, over in Sweden, they really know what they're doing, man. Musically, oh god, isn't it great though to meet like these fellow music lovers? And not just like, oh, I like to listen to music, but like a guy like Michael loves music. He studies it, he promotes it, he celebrates it. He's out of his goodness of his heart, his spare time. He's putting together this tribute. It's like amazing. Yeah, and he said early on he became a, a liner notes geek. I think once you become that. Then the whole cocoon opens up and you start seeing all this stuff. It's like the Matrix, you know, almost like you pull out the, the plug from the back of the Matrix head. Yeah. yeah. And you almost need to do that to really understand what the, how this Yacht Rock term, you know, the genesis of it, because it's so personnel dependent in, in a lot of ways. Yes, but, right. Right. So, well, I've decided because this was such a great episode, I've tired of saying the final two words. I'm not going to say it this episode, but I thought what we could do is let the smells kids say it. Spalding? Oh, boy, 